0: Did you know that each episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast is recorded on video? You can access the video by clicking the episode notes on your podcast player. Scroll to the bottom of the notes and click on the video link. Or just visit the iCore YouTube channel. You're listening to the Digitally Irresistible Podcast, where we cover the optimization of digital technologies and irresistible people. Brought to you by iCore. Each episode features someone who sheds a little more light on the ins and outs of delivering a great employee and customer experience that has a measurable impact on the business. And now, here's today's guest. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast. I'm your host, Bernie Borges. Today's guest is Miri Rodriguez. Welcome, Miri
1: Thank you, Bernie. Good to see you. It's been
0: a while. It's been a while. It's so great (laughs) to have you on the podcast and just to spend some time with you. It's been a while, like you said. And, uh, you know, Mary, you have one of the most interesting jobs that I've ever seen. Seriously. I mean, your title is Senior Storyteller, Mm -hmm. Future of Work at Microsoft. That's
1: right. That's the title.
0: (laughs) You've been with Microsoft almost 10 years now and you're the author of a best-selling book titled Brand Storytelling Put Customers at the Heart of Your Brand Story.
1: Yes.
0: And you travel the globe evangelizing the power of brand storytelling. I do. I do. It's a fun job. It's a fun job. <laughs> and you know, you've managed to turn a passion for brand storytelling into a legitimate job at one of the top brands in the world. And Mary, judging by the videos and the social media content that you publish, you have a fabulous time doing it. So on this episode, I want you to correlate how effective brand storytelling can influence the customer experience and how brands should be thinking about the convergence of both. But first, let's begin with your introduction, Mary. Give us your backstory, your career backstory, and how you got to your current role at Microsoft.
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's actually funny that I have this title because this role didn't exist before, right? I didn't go to school for storytelling. Uh, I, I hear now that there's actual classes and people are using my book, my book as textbooks, actually, in college and universities. But that, that didn't happen, you know, when I was going to school. I, I'm, I have a communications major. And for me, it was this trajectory of learning to pivot What communications and what connectedness look like look like as we move through the digital age, as we went through the digital transformation, and we continue to do that. And I think that is the essence of how roles and and jobs that we have today, or that we'll have in the future, uh, are going to continue continue emerging uh, because you know there's going to be so many new platforms to think about. So for me specifically, I started at Microsoft, came into tech a few years before. I did a little bit of stints in different tech companies, came into Microsoft as a in in the operations field and then quickly moved to social media when social media was kind of starting out as support channels. For example, we weren't really doing the whole brand thing immediately. We were navigating which channels should we be on, like every company was doing at the time. And then uh, as we got near one of our biggest launches, Windows, I believe it was Windows 10, Windows 8, probably. It's so many (laughs) launches. Um, You know, I came in and I thought, wow, how interesting it is that on the brand side, we're telling this story, but on the support side for, source, for social media channels, we are not, we're talking different. We don't have a unified voice. And so I started to use stories uh, to really connect that customer experience from one touch point to the other. And that just led to different things like hackathons and ideas. And, and we started just, just navigating what that might look like. And then all of a sudden, you know, I moved to Seattle uh, to, be, to be a storyteller for digital transformation. So I think the opportunity there was... How are we all collectively at Microsoft thinking about the narrative? How is that being positioned in each of the channels, whether it's social, digital forums, and how are we telling that story? So they, you know, they had the opportunity to come in and work on that, which is really exciting.
0: That is very exciting. So clearly, Microsoft, the the, the folks that you work with, recognize the talent that you had, as well as as well as the the value of brand storytelling. Yes. So let, let's get to why is brand storytelling so important and how does it correlate to the customer experience?
1: I mean, it's 100% impactful to the customer experience when you think about how the brand positions itself no longer just by products or services, but by the entity that it, that it represents. Because today's customers, especially the younger generations, the millennials, the Gen Zs, the Gen Alphas, they are thinking about the company as an entity. What is the voice that they have? What is their political stance, for example? How do they present themselves as a socially responsible entity? Uh, can I befriend the brand? Uh, do I want to befriend the brand? So it's no longer about the quality of the service or the product. It is about the entity that the brand are representing. And so the story in the brand story enables that opportunity to connect at that level as a human, humanizing itself is no longer, or humanizing the brand is no longer talking like a human. It's actually behaving like a human and recognizing that brands have a voice. Brands have a stance. Uh, and, what, and if you say choose to say nothing, you are saying something. So what are the messages that you're sending your communities uh, and, your, and your constituents and your potential customers? And that has become more prominent as we have navigated, for example, the global pandemic, social injustice at a global level, uh, of course, climate change, which is top of mind. So many different things that are affecting the way that we look at a company or a brand and say, do I want to invest in this brand? Because if I do, it means I'm investing in something bigger than just that product or service? Do I align to those core values of that brand? So the story enables each brand to differentiate by sharing those core values, sharing their origin story, sharing their why, and can, can continue to reminding their customers why they exist beyond just providing a, a, a service or a product.
0: Optimize your customer experience through digital transformation with iCore. From robotic process automation to conversational AI, we're leading the way in digital CX. Smile with iCore. Learn more at iCore.com. You know, we, we always like to say that the, the customer experience begins before the customer actually became a customer, right? How they engage with the brand Absolutely. through the marketing or if it's B2B through the, through the sales process, right? So that customer experience begins long before they actually spend any money and become a customer. But mm-hmm. then once they have become a customer, then being exposed to the brand's storytelling on an ongoing basis can be a great way. So give us some insights. I'm not asking you to share everything that's in your book in a 10 or 15 minute podcast episode here, but maybe give us some insights into how brands can do effective storytelling.
1: Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's many ways to effectively tell a story, but in my career in my profession and the way that we have done it at Microsoft uh, and beyond, it's been around designing, not just telling a story, because we have discovered that, you know, storytelling is not just telling stories. And a lot of, I see a lot of brands and a lot of companies trying to just go out and, and use this idea of storytelling to just Create something that looks like a story and it's not really Im- immediately aligned to the core values, the mission and the, the, the narrative of the brand itself. So I look at storytelling from two perspectives, from a brand perspective. Brand storytelling, number one, is the, the way that you can best delineate what is happening to your brand, how it was formed, the origin story of it, if you will. Uh, reminding your audience consistently with those nostalgia, if you will, why that brand exists, back to its core value, back back to its why, back to you know, why it existed to begin with and reminding consistently that narrative going along with everything else that you're sharing, whether it's a marketing campaign, which is usually short-lived, it's got a, you know, it's got a, a time a period stamp uh, stamp to it, or for products that you're serving, reminding people why the product was created by this brand, the brand exists for this reason, not just for that product. Uh, and the second one is the brand storytelling that is more marketing related, and it's got to do with campaigns of stories that can serve to, um, to to actually complement that narrative. So stories from employees, stories from partners, stories from customers that are based essentially confirming these brand values are being lived out actively through the ecosystem that the brand serves. Because if I come out and say, hey, my brand is very eco-friendly, but I know customers know very well that I'm not, they're going to go tell that part of the story. So it's not going to be congruent. Uh, The same thing with website, for example, if I say, hey, we're a very inclusive brand and we pride ourselves on being, you know, very inclusive, yet my website is not accessible um, in in its technology, then I'm not living out that brand. So looking at the brand narrative itself and what we're saying about the brand and then using other, uh, other channels, other people, other partners to really confirm that brand as the narrative. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, you remind me of the fact that as you know, on the Digitally Irresistible podcast, we feature a lot of iCore employees. So to, to some extent, we're we're doing that brand storytelling ourselves. And it leads me to my next question, Miri, and that is the topic of culture. How, how does storytelling and culture, what what's the the relationship there within a brand?
1: Yeah, you know, I we I've seen this I li- so you mentioned I've been here at Microsoft for 10 years and I was here before the Satya Satya Nadella came in as as CEO so we called it Balmer days when Steve Ballmer was our CEO and I can tell you and I talk about this in my book I can tell you distinctively when we began to Change our narrative when we actually changed our mission and began to really own that story, make it ours as employees. It really innately changed the way that we did business. It was from an inside out perspective. You know, we changed our our mission became to empower every person in organization. On the planet to achieve more uh, in my book i talk about something called the universal truth in your story basically it's that feeling that your brand gives to people that intangible feeling uh microsoft's feeling is empowerment i don't have to explain to anyone what empowerment feels like you either feel empowered or you don't and that's that universal feel. so when we wake up every morning it's you know it's embedded in us it's in our dna as a culture to empower people we're all even in in our own individual spaces, we're all doing the same thing. We're all living the brand in some way, the brand mission and the brand story. So culturally, what a brand story can do is really... Um, you know, immerse itself into the DNA of what the brand employees are doing, the partners, the vendors, anyone who really touches the brand from the inside out. And people begin to own that story, make it theirs. That's what they should be doing uh, and really um, living it out loud. And so you could feel that PAPA will change in culture because culture is people, right? We are the ones who change that culture. And so when we own the story, make it ours, it becomes we become the storytellers of that brand. We are the brand storytellers. And so it's no longer an idea of marketing saying one thing or leaders saying one thing that which we see a lot and that it doesn't reflect at the cultural level. Uh, It really is an inside out or a bottom top to top idea of I own the story, it's mine. I attain to the core values and the core narrative. I am living this brand story today. I am the brand story. And so it reflects on everything
0: else. Samira, I think what I'm hearing is that it either needs to come from the top or be supported by the top, but then it needs to permeate throughout the organization. And then the individuals who make up the company become the brand storytellers. Is that what you're saying?
1: Absolutely. I talk about that in my book as well that your your employees are your best brand storytellers. Build an army. I mean once once you decide to tell the story and what that story is going to be, it's going to look like what that story is going to be, um then build the resources and and create ways that people can earn uh the the, ch- the chance and the right and feel the right to own that story and make it theirs. I mean at Microsoft we've done so many different things and continue to navigate and explore many ways. We have a storytelling council that is global. We uh, have a storytelling community. Uh, Me personally, in my own role, part of my job is to actually build capacity. So capacity building for storytellers at every level and every vertical. So anything from finance to engineering, uh, level 100 to 400. So enabling your employees to tell that story, uh, they make it theirs. And then you know that they are also telling it in the best way possible because you're giving them the resources to tell it. So creating, um, you know, a hub of information of stories that they can just grab and go with, uh, that the salesperson and also the marketer and also the finance person is using, uh, you know, enables them to really work on the craft of making that story mine. And my customers may look different or they're at a different level of the, of the funnel, but we're all telling the story. We're all Microsoft, you know, in the, in to them. So.
0: Yeah. Okay. Mary, I also know that you're a big advocate for women in business and specifically for young women in tech. So right. why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, you know, for me, it was not easy coming in as a, as a Latina in tech. And I think as I navigated years in tech, I've been, I've been in this industry for over 15 years, actually. I don't want to date myself, but it's been a little while. Um... And it hasn't been easy, and and it's been lonely. And so as I navigated, um, I realized so many other women felt the same way. We only represent 2% as a gender of the population in tech, which is, you know, 2022, and it's still, you know, it's still a very very small number of women uh, in this industry and so not only is it lonely but it's you know it's male-dominated and so I wanted to be someone that I didn't have for myself. I wanted to be a friend and a coach um, and so I, I, I branded myself as someone that does um, definitely coach one on one and at, at different levels uh, young women in tech entering or considering tech as an industry or, or even STEM as a field uh, and this has really been a passion of mine. I've done it for a long time. I've had many opportunities Opportunities in this space because we got to create our platform and we got to let them know that they're not alone because then they want to leave, right? I wanted to leave and some of it, so it's just not easy. So if they, if they find a friend, if they find a mentor, they know that they can stay. We're still paving the way. Certainly it won't happen. I don't believe in this generation, but if we all leave, then we won't have the opportunity to stay and create that path for our daughters and daughters' daughters. So for me, it's a, it's a passion project. and something that I, I've, I feel so honored to be in this field and be able to um, empower and inspire other women to stay and do the work. I call me, I call us. The, you know, we're we're the Rosa Parks of the digital age because we are just we're we're paving the way. And and you know, it's not for us; it's for for those who come after us.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's great. I've seen a little bit of the work that you've done just by what you uh, the content that you share. And, uh, and I can see that you're, you're making an impact and you're reaching a lot of people cause you have a, a very strong footprint. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Mary, we come to our last question and I know this is your first time with us, but we have a tradition here on the podcast, the digitally okay. resistible podcast. And that is, we always like to ask each guest when you're not working, what do you like to do for fun?
1: Yeah, Bernie, this is going to sound weird, but, <laughs> but I'm a workaholic and that essentially means that I love to work. And so when I'm not working, then I actually start working on something else for fun. So I have so many little projects happening in the back end. And so I always pick up one of the little projects. If I'm not working on the things that have immediate deliverables, then I'm like, oh, I have time. I'm going to go work on that other thing. Uh, and that includes anything from being, you know, reading something that I need to do for research or because I do a lot of market research in my space. Uh, um actually i'm launching a brand soon so that that's you know that's in the back end so a lot of different things that i keep doing i love work it keeps me not just productive it keeps it it makes me feel important in my space that I'm doing something that I am valuable. So I, I, for me, it's a, it's this idea that uh, as long as I'm doing something, you know, I, I I'm working on something. It's you fun like, you for like me. to
0: stay busy, yeah. but, but Mary, I, I've seen your content. You do some of your work at the beach, so you're having a good time at the beach as well.
1: <laughs> okay. I was going <laughs> to add that. So what I do is I actually do, I love the beach. And so I do go out there and I, I read or write or do whatever type of work uh, while I'm uh, either at the pool or the beach. So it's it's a dual kind of, you know, it doesn't look yep. like me just working at a desk at all. It's right. it's, just, it's a fun type of work
0: for sure. That's great. That's great. Well, Mary, I, I just want to thank you for joining me here today on this episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast. I really think that you're having an impact on the way that businesses think about brand storytelling and again that the impact that it has on the customer experience and the fact that it needs to be in a company's culture you can't just flip a switch overnight and say we're going to be brand storytellers that it has to come from the inside to get to the outside and i think both what you're doing in your book and and then using your book as a platform to really kind of get the word out there into the marketplace you're doing such a fantastic job of that and i just want to thank you for joining me on this episode to share that with us
1: Great to see you. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure, Bernie.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast, where we cover the optimization of digital technologies and irresistible people, delivering a great employee and customer experience that has a measurable impact on the business. Brought to you by iCore. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast player so you don't miss future episodes.